Welcome to Citizen. 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 Citizen Science. Citizen Science Show. G'day out there in podcast land. It's Ian here. I'm with Stuart Harris at the Australian Citizen Science Association General Meeting. Stuart Harris is from Canberra Nature Maps and he has a very unusual story. Thanks for joining us, Stuart. No worries, Ian. I was hearing rumours around the conference and everyone's going to me, oh, you've got to speak to Stuart. You've got to speak to Stuart. He's Spider-Man. Can you tell us the story instead of everyone else telling me the story? Yeah, well, it's, it's nice to be known for something, I suppose. Oh, you're a legend mate you're a legend firstly i haven't got red underpants on and they're definitely not on the outside of my pants and i haven't come from the ceiling the spider experience which pretty much involved finding a new species of peacock spider by accident in 2008 i took a photo in a, some bush near canberra of this beautiful red and blue spider on a yellow leaf and i put it on the internet Flickr, a photo sharing web platform back then within hours i was got a message from some guy in america saying oh that could be a new species of marantus what are you talking about mate but then for long another chat from Sydney, a German guy, Jürgen Otto, contact Dr. Jürgen Otto, contacted me and said, um, yeah, it could be a new species of pickles, but you need to go and find it because we can't describe a new species from a photograph. So that's where my citizen science journey started. Well, wow. So you went back to the same location. For three years. Took three years and 150 hours searching. For it again. Yeah. So it's about 50 k's from home. So I had to drive and go and look and go and look. The first year I was looking in the wrong place because when I first saw it, it was a metre off the ground. I've since learned that these particular spiders usually are on the ground, on the leaf litter, but I was looking one metre off the ground. So ignorance is bliss sometimes, sometimes it's not. But eventually, three years later, I found it. That was a eureka moment. Dr. Jürgen Otto, uh, bless his cotton socks, he wrote a scientific paper in six weeks using new techniques of photography instead of old illustrated drawings. So he got a bit of peat for that, but now that's almost a common practice. Yeah, the common practice. So he's a real, yeah, I was just so lucky to meet the right people. Now, science, as a just a grassroots sort of bloke, science is not always the easiest sort of uh, culture to deal with, but in my, my case it was. Um, so that led to another five or six discoveries and co-discoveries of peacock spiders. Once I knew what I was doing, travelling around Australia, mainly around New South Wales and ACT. And um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Wow. And has your story been told since your discovery? Yeah. Well, there was a bit of media coverage initially, but the newspapers and stuff, social media hadn't really become massive then. That was back in 2011 when I discovered it. And so there was a bit of newspaper action, which is nice. But then in 2014, I got a phone call from a filmmaker in Canberra called Simon Koenig, who said, oh, I'm looking for a project. He'd read my story in the Canberra Times and said, would you like to make a film about it? So it took us six months. We made a film called Maratus, which is the name for the genus of peacock spiders, Maratus, M-A-R-A-T-U-S. And it was on um, ABC iView for seven years. And now it's on YouTube. Okay. So check it out. 30 minutes of your life. Rated M. <laughs> It's a lot of fun. But look, taking me out of it, it, it's a really good citizen science story. It's about a, a citizen collaborating with a scientist towards a successful outcome. It shows how we're different, but yet we work towards a common goal and we have success. That's fantastic. Yeah. And so that success has bred more success because the one I found, Harrisi, they named it after my surname, Marantus Harrisi, was the eighth species of peacock spider discovered in Australia. They only live in Australia. They're endemic to Australia. Now, there's a paper being written by another scientist which will make it the 100th species. So in a period of 12 years... Discovered. There's 100 species there sitting there for 100 million years, which is roughly how long spiders have been on this planet, and no one has ever seen them because they're very small. We use the uh, analogy of a grain of rice. They're, they're tiny. Between 2 and 6 millimetres, that's their dimensions. And um, But the fact is that now with digital photography... People being motivated and educated, they're going out 
That's what citizen science is, going to the bush, having fun, maybe having a goal. You know, it's all about the journey. You know, you might be looking for peacock spiders, but you might find amazing wasps or orchids or something. So that, that's the nice thing about citizen science. You don't want to overstructure it. Yeah. Some scientists, in the case here, were going into the bush looking for what they were looking for, but all these peacock spiders were just walking by and never noticed them. <laughs> You know, probably trot on 10,000. And they're in a rush because they're on a time limit because they're being funded. Exactly. Now, of those 100 species roughly we've discovered, only a couple have been discovered by the scientific process. The rest is all citizen science. Maybe invertebrates and really small things. I mean, wallabies, dolphins, yeah, that's probably more the domain of science. You need to get out in the ocean and, and do all this sort of stuff. But you take the invertebrates out of the world, the world pretty much ends. Yeah. It's the foundation of the food cycle, and so, yeah. I just feel really privileged to stumble across this and become a bit of a... Celebrity. Well, yeah, I'm a very, very... Humble fellow. That's what I was talking to Costa about last night when we had the, the, the dinner function and asking him how, how he copes with it, you know, because even on my tiny level of celebrity, people that have seen the movie have come up to me in the street and said, oh, you're that spider guy, you know? And it's like, oh, what do I have to do here? So you, you've, you've got a responsibility then to talk to them about it. I mean, I had a coffee before from the cafe and had to explain to the people what citizens sciences and so you, you take that because you know that and i did the talk here on the first day speaking from a place of experience you know speaking from a place of passion not necessarily something learned and i think that's where my success has been is just conveying a genuine experience or reflection on experience and people people are inspired and motivated by that yeah no it is it's, it is very inspiring and it's also um refreshing to realize that there is still stuff to be discovered there's shitloads of it <laughs> especially in the invertebrate realm for sure the other thing that I um, I really enjoyed yesterday, we were talking to somebody here and they were just saying they listened to your talk yesterday. It was just so refreshing that they came here and it wasn't like a full-on science conference. It was just an average bloke saying, well, I wasn't over in that quadrant on that transit. It was over there, mate. Just just yeah. go over there. Using a common language. <laughs> Yeah, common language and just being really sort of down to earth about it. So if citizen science is trying to engage citizens, you don't want to talk in the scientific language, you want to talk like the average person. When you get down to the science part of it, you need to be a bit more specific and robust. And I've learnt a bit of how to talk to scientists, that's part of the relationship building thing you do. The overall engagement with citizens, you you don't want to use the word dumb it down, but you need to speak a different language. Yeah. Like with First Nations, you know, they speak a different language. Sometimes they don't speak language. They've even got a faculty called intuition. I call it intuition for myself. That has f- helped me find stuff. Something internally goes, go over here, not over there. Yeah. Go over there, and there it is. That's a human faculty we are quite unaware of. Scientists probably have used their intuition in the past, but wouldn't. They got it. Got a scientific. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. So you know, humans are very complex. We're very talented things when you're given a, something to focus on or a purpose then it's amazing what you can do that room over there at the conference is full of people that are doing amazing stuff do you have any projects for the future to be honest um, i had a negative experience i've had some negative experiences along the way young scientists had a go at me i won't go into specifics a few years ago so much so and they were wrong but so much so that I thought, bugger it, I'm not looking for spiders anymore. Another old mentor of mine, a beautiful man called David Knowles, um, he got me onto jewel beetles, these other beautiful creatures. And so the last five years I've been researching 
them, inverted commas here, going out looking for them. But only this year I've come back to peacock spiders because they're pretty enigmatic and really cute. So, yeah, with jewel beetles, that's my project. Um, Canberra Nature Map, I'm not an rep official representative of, but that's a, a citizen science platform where people put a photo yep. and experts and moderators will look at it and, if they can, tell you what it is. Uh, similar to iNaturalist and yep. other platforms as well. It's pretty amazing. It really is capturing all that effort, outdoorness that people are doing and, and some been some amazing discoveries. It would take an hour to rattle off half of them. Did you have a an interest in nature when you're a little boy? Well, yes, indeed. And, and I mentioned that in my speech the other day. I remember growing up in Canberra when it was very small, under 100,000 people. I went for a walk down the creek as about an eight or nine-year-old in the days where they'd give you a stick and say, go out and play. No phones to drag you back. It was beautiful. I remember seeing a, a beautiful red and a beautiful blue dragonfly. I was just being spellbound by it and going, wow, big wow moment. And that little seed stayed inside me. And then when I was Finished my 10 years in the Air Force. Toward the end, I was in Malaysia and I saw this yellow golden bird in Penang. And that something inside moved. It went, wow, that's really nice. So when I came back to Canberra in 1991, I started seeing all the birds that I'd never really seen there before, the king parrots and the larger ones, crimson rosellas. So something inside me had changed. I mean, they've always been there. It's just that I was perceiving the world differently. And, you know, that's a hard thing. You can't, once that thing takes off, it's very hard to get rid of you. You're sort of hooked and, yeah, I have to dedicate my energies, efforts for the rest of my life to this sort of stuff. Beautiful. Who knows what it's going to find. That's right. And who knows how many other people you have inspired. Well, that's it. I know that um, my efforts and that of others have inspired people to look for peacock spies and beetles and things and, and just get into the whole engaging with the environment and all these sort of nature platforms and stuff like that. Do you think from engaging with this sort of activity, it's actually enhanced your health? Yeah, 100%. And in which ways do you reckon it's... Well, we've got physio, okay, so you're out there walking around, that's good for you. But mental, emotional mainly... Okay. And then it's not written up there because most of those feel like they're a scientist, but spiritual, you know. That's my church. Nature, where humans haven't effed it up too much, is in balance. So you put yourself in that environment, there's a balancing that goes on. And, um, and that's why I like to spend a lot of time in nature. I've even snuck away from some of the lectures here to go for a walk in the bush just because I was feeling a bit out of balance. You know, that's what life's all about, balance. And, um, yeah, I think humans interacting with nature in a, in a nice way and doing whatever else they do, yeah. On the way here this morning, we were talking about, you know, spiritual experiences and things like that. And I, and I said, you know what? I'm a seeker. I'm a truth seeker. And my truth is always changing with the information that I'm receiving. So, you know, like, I, I think that's the spiritual path as well. Like, you, you, you think, oh, yeah, this is my belief system. This is my belief system. But... At the end of the day, who knows whose belief system is right? And they're all steps on the journey. That's exactly Life's right. Life's a journey. You just keep aiming ahead and one foot after the other and keep your eyes open. and Go to our happy place. Thank you very much, Stuart Harris. Legend, silent achiever. Thank you very much. Thank you. You've been listening to Citizen. 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 Citizen Science. Citizen Science Show.